is the real American view. So, yeah, seriously, the people of Florida and the United States deserves way better than you, Christopher Ray. That was Matt Gates bringing the heat to Director Ray, Christopher Ray, the head of the FBI, and who is an Obama worshiper. Matt Gates just proved how much he lies. The FBI, I mean, the FBI lies. I mean, FBI, big bunch of liars. That's what you guys all look like. I'm not saying all of you are bad because you're not. It doesn't look good on y'all at all. I mean, look at the J6ers. It's ridiculous what you're doing to the people. It's really, really sad. We don't deserve it. You do. You deserve it. You deserve to be put away and behind bars for lying to the American people. Hi, everyone. It's Wendy, and I'm back with The Real American View. I just wanted to say that this podcast wouldn't even exist if President Trump was in office. I would be too busy running my business as an entrepreneur, and I wouldn't have time to stop what I'm doing to start a podcast, an effort to save America. Biden is not the, the legitimate president. America voted for Trump. President Trump is our president, not Joe Biden. Our country was stolen by the deep state, the pedophiles. We're at war. They're not going to give it back to us. You guys' bubbles need to be popped. You're living in an, an illusion. There's a bigger world going around you other than your credit cards and your Christmas presents. Okay? They have people in jail because they let, the cops did let them in. I've seen plenty of video footage of the J6ers. They didn't do any harm to anything. Not like, you know, people that like adrenochrome, you know, those people. Or pedophiles or groomers, liars, people that lie to the American people. We've been lied to so much. We've been, I, I've been lied to my whole entire life. The truth always comes out. The truth always does. It might take time. It does take time. Sometimes it happens right away. Sometimes it doesn't. But yeah, the truth is coming out to everything we have been lied about. It's all going to come out. And it is right before our very eyes. I mean, they, they saw parents as threats. The FBI did. Chris Ray, you know how you sent them all to go get license plate numbers. That had to have been you, Obama worshiper. And they were just going there to speak their voice about the perverted activity that's been going on in the schools with the grooming and the drag queens and the pedophiles. And then you guys go and you get their driver's license number. What are you going to do? Why do you need their license plate number? Why? For what reason? Why didn't you go into that school and drag that drag queen out of there and put his ass in jail? Why didn't you do that? No, but you just went and got their license plate number? Are you serious? You guys are bullies. That's all you are. Big bullies with guns. You're allowed to have guns when some people cannot. And they should be allowed to have them. And definitely not you. Because you don't know what you're doing. You're just throwing innocent people in jail constantly. You go and you raided the president of the United States home. The real president. But you won't do anything to those people that are destroying those children's lives. You're not going to do nothing. That's just a conspiracy theory, right? FB lie. 
I mean, yeah, FBI. That's what you're called. That's your real name. The parents do not want their children to be transgendered. FBI, can you please stop? Can you please help us and and to stop this crisis that's going on in our school system? Instead of going and getting the parents' license plate numbers, can you just please help us protect our children from the perverts? That's what you are supposed to be doing. That's what you're supposed to be here for. I mean, it's even sad to say this, but like the attack on Matt Gates is on the way. The FBI is not going to accept the correction of Matt Gates, who speaks for the American people. The FBI can pretend to protect the people, but they're only there to protect the perverts, the queers, the pedophiles. They're definitely scanning through J6 footage to arrest more people. I mean, what about like the pervert day, the pervert month, the groomer month? Why couldn't they scan through any of that footage? I mean, it's so blatantly obvious. They're not, you're not allowed to do that. It's against the law. You cannot walk around in public with your dick and balls hanging out and showing it to everybody. And then a little girl walking past in a, and your dick is hard while she's walking past. It's, you, that's, that's so disgusting. <sighs> we already talked about that. The way it looks to me is that the FBI, I mean the FBI, wants to transgender our children, pervert them, pedophile them. They know what happens whenever that happens to children because it's very traumatizing for a child to go through any of that for the rest of their life. It's really hard. It's really hard for children when that happens to them to grow up as functional adults. It really is. They need to be held accountable for their actions and what they have been doing and what they have been lying about. And that's what Matt Gates is doing. He's holding the head, the director of the FBI, Christopher Ray, accountable for lying to us. I'm just not sure why he's still the head of the FBI. What the heck is going on? I, like I said before, not all FBI is bad. But right now, you are you guys look bad. It doesn't matter who you are. If you're working for the FBI, you look awful right now. The question is, why is the FBI protecting the Biden administration? What Hunter Biden has been doing is treason. I mean, they have everything. They have his laptop. He forgot all about his laptop because he's a crackhead. And there's more than one. That's just the only one they're really talking about. He's got like little kids dancing around in lingerie on, on his little girls on his laptop. He is despicable. And it's sad because that's the way he was raised by his freaking father. And who's running the, the United States of America right now. He stole... Our country from us is what he did. They all did. They're all in on it. Mark Zuckerberg spent half a billion dollars. They don't want to get caught for being on Pedo Island, Epstein Island, and all the other ones they've been on. What's her name? Gislaine Maxwell or whatever? Wasn't she like the queen of the ocean? She works for the UN. She was directing the Law of the Sea Treaties organizations. Who is she? Who are these people? Why do they have so much power? Did Epstein really die? They have the ability to knock out the guards, wipe out the footage. There's no video footage. Where did, Ep where did Jeffrey Epstein go? Where is he? I bet the Clintons know. I mean, they plant bombs. The FBI plants bombs. As a matter of fact, they got caught trying to break, or they were just breaking the windows of the Capitol. And just a, a citizen 
an American citizen, told him to stop doing that. And then he found out it was the FBI doing it. And they told him, the American citizen, the FBI, told him that it just flat out just accused him of doing it because that was, that's who was going to get blamed for it, even though he didn't do anything. And if he didn't stop, they were going to do that to him. They threatened him. I even saw, I, I, as a matter of fact, I even have the footage of the guy with the horns and how he walked in. I mean, it's very upsetting around this time because a lot of information was coming out and a lot of people were upset. I don't blame them. I was upset. I was very upset. It really was disturbing how they're, they're trying to normalize pedoph- pedophilia, you know? It's just, it's mind-blowing. I can't believe it's happening. The American people are resisting it, and, and they don't like it, and they went down there. On January 6th, and plus the election got stolen, we know that the Biden administration is an illegitimate presidency. And when they went down there January 6th to protest, they were entrapped by a massive FBI conspiracy. That's the bottom line. Look at Revolver.News. Darren Beatty. The FBI, blizzily working like bees, going through the footage from almost four years from now to try to find criminals, but have zero interest in the Biden crime family. So we prosecute the Trump and the Trump supporters for supposed crimes years ago, but Hunter Biden leaves crack in the White House two weeks ago, and we're suspiciously uncurious. We're the FBI directors. We're sitting here with cocaine in the White House and we're not curious in the least. We're just still trying to go through the footage of the January 6th protesters. But before we go into January 6th tyranny, let's go and talk about the Ukraine pensions. We have an epidemic of homelessness and suicide among our military vets who are struggling to have to come home to an unjust war. They find their family has turned against them. Their spouses have turned against them. America has betrayed our own vets. Their own government has turned against them. They went to fight wars that we had no business fighting to come home to America, turning its back on them. I mean, look at what happened to Afghanistan like that. That is so upsetting. I can, I mean, I know you guys were upset when you witnessed it. You had, if you were watching the news or whatnot, and just seeing what what was going on with the airplanes, the, the people falling from the airplanes. They just made us, the American people, leave Afghanistan so fast. Nobody, it just made everybody's head spin. It was a collapse of of Afghanistan those men fought for that liberty and we just left them like that and then we and then they left they they were blowing people up they blew up 13 of our our military uh, and they were just young young men they 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 probably just graduated and and they got sent there that was the first place they got sent you know once they entered into the the military and then they just blew them up 13 of them, young, young men, the Americans, some of some Americans are still there. They even left behind billions of dollars of weapons, ammunition, helicopters, fueled guns. Now China took over and now China has all of those weapons, the Taliban, whatever. They still have some more people over there. Afghanistan was doing really good too from what I understand the women were had opened up some businesses they had to cover themselves up again that was completely uncalled for it's just it's it was it was just a betrayal it just it wasn't really us helping you know that's what it looks like to me let's just go over there and help these people out get them situated teach them things they just don't know 
and then we'll just turn our backs on them real quick and let's just watch them fall and get blown up the women have to get treated the way they do over there now i mean it's ridiculous it's really really sad the women aren't allowed to read no more girl schools nope god forbid god forbid the women learn anything oh my goodness I wonder why that's why they they are like that. Like they just look at women like they're nothing. You know, it's ridiculous. Come on. No wonder why their country is so god awful. I wonder if they circumcise women over there. It's just really sad about that. Seriously. It was going great until Joe Biden came along and stole the country and did all this. I don't even know. That was like that happened real quick when he got into the, the White House. Right away. I'm just my mind's still blown right now but yeah so uh, our vets are just they're having a hard time right now I have this article that I want to read to you about all the funding that are our money like the taxpayers which is us the American citizens our money is all going over to Ukraine why we need it over here so that way we can take care of our military and the homelessness, the drug abuse, the drug addiction, all of it, it needs to be taken care of over here. And we could be using that money for our own people. Instead, we're over there giving it to Ukraine. Why? Why did they do that to Afghanistan? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing it to Ukraine? The, the, the poor innocent people over there, you know, they have nothing to do with what, what these heartless I don't even know like they just these people seem like they're not even human how you could even do what you do is beyond me like that where's your heart at like this is awful they've been provoking Russia for decades I don't know why you would want to provoke Russia and guess who was in charge of the Ukraine policy under Obama let's all say it together Joe Biden the Obama administration and the Biden administration, it's, it's just, per, you guys are a bunch of perverts and criminals who want to transvestite our children because you can't have any of your own real children. You, you want to come and transvestite our children, right? Obama administration and then the Bidens, you guys are a freaking joke is what you are. <laughs> I don't even know how any of you look at yourself. Okay, so I'm going to read this article. The heading is Biden forcing U.S. taxpayers to fund Ukraine pensions salaries. It is by M. Dowling. This was written back last year, April 24th of 22. Anyways, it says Joe Biden and one of his fogs of dementia said on Thursday that he is pledging 1.3 billion more in assistance to Ukraine. This is added to the roughly $2.6 billion previously approved. The direct economic assistance from U.S. taxpayers to Ukraine is to pay for Ukrainian government salaries, pensions, and other programs. Quote-unquote, the needs of Ukraine are urgent, and we plan to deploy this direct aid to Ukraine as soon as possible to be used on most urgent needs. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said, Quote, we know this is only the beginning of what Ukraine will need to rebuild. The needs of Americans are urgent, but Biden could care less. We should help Ukraine, but we really don't have money to spare, and everything is falling on the U.S. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky expressed his gratitude to the United States, 
in his nightly address to, in, in Ukraine. He said the new aid was, quote unquote, just what we were waiting for. Who is Biden to do this? We can't afford it and our own people need help. Earlier in a virtual address to the World Bank meeting in Washington, he said his nation will also need up to $7 billion each month to make up for economic losses. So are we going to rebuild the country too? So I'm not understanding why, why us taxpayers over here in the United States of America has to give our money that we work very hard for to help, you know, rebuild schools or whatever, streets, whatever it is. Why should we subsidize them? I'm sorry that this is happening to like the innocent people over there. And I, that's one thing, but like rebuilding a whole entire country, that has nothing to do with us. We need help over here. Everything is going up in price and it's going to continue to go up, 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 up and away. We're not going to be able to sustain this much longer. We need help over here. Our people needs those billions of dollars that we keep on sending to Ukraine. Biden's policy is America last. That's really sad, you know, because, you know, you were you had the most votes ever in his in the history of voting. Right. Joe Biden. Get real. There are people out there that actually voted for him. And I really like I, I couldn't even believe that what I was hearing. I can't believe some of you guys voted for him. I can't believe any of you really did. Did you not witness any of that? Did you not think for yourself when you were seeing that? Or were you just being, you must have just been, you were being lied to by the news. That's what it was. But anyways, that was one thing. But what about voting for him again? So when he, when he goes to get reelected, are you going to vote for him again? Because if you do, you know what? You're going to deserve what exactly is going to happen to you. It's not going to be pretty either. This is just the, the beginning of this. Soon we're not going to be able to buy food in the grocery store. Nobody's here. Nobody's going to come here and, and save America. We're the ones that save. We are. Nobody's going to come and save us. They're going to invade and they're going to try to take over our country. China's right around the corner. They're everywhere, really. They're in here already. They're over there in Cuba waiting to come. I mean, people from Cuba, they, they make up little boats and they get, and they swim to America. That's how close China is. You know, they're, they're coming here. Mr. Ron DeSantis, what are you doing about China and Cuba, sir? I'm not sure what happened to you. Where did you go? Governor DeSantis, what are you going to do about China, sir? You're not even talking about it. I have not heard you talk about it. Not once. They're 90 miles away from the state of Florida, sir. Governor DeSantis, can you please address the state of Florida about what you're going to do about China? Okay, so like I said before, Biden's policy is Ukraine first. And the question is, why is he putting Ukraine first? And why does the Biden administration hate America so much? Why? What did we... Oh, it must be the morals and values that comes from the american people something that you do not have it's the heart we're the heart of the world and you don't have a heart that's why you hate us because you're heartless matt gates just introduced a bill i'm gonna go ahead and i'm just gonna play this clip for you and here it is i, I actually i just want to make a point something that um i thought had thought about 
about the discussion that I presented earlier in the show, like in the very beginning with Matt Gates and the um, director, Chris Ray of the FBI, I mean the FBI, I, I think I heard him threaten because Matt Gates, because he said something like he pointed out that his recruitment in Florida is over 100 percent. So why? Why? First of all, why did he even point that out? What does that even have to do with Matt Gates? Why did he say that to him? And what are all those new FBI recruits going to do in Florida? Are they going to be investigating Matt Gates's voters? Was that an implicit threat? I'm not sure how to take that. So instead of the FBI going after illegal immigrants, institutional pedophilia, and crackheads in the White House, they're going to focus on Florida residents, Florida patriots. And what is Ron DeSantis going to do about that? Where are you, Ron DeSantis? Where did you go? Is the FBI going to be running roughshod across the, the state? Obviously, they are. If you're not, you're not going to be here to do anything about it. You're just, what are you doing? I mean, where'd you go again to go run for the presidency? Come on, Ron. No disrespect, sir. But seriously, it's just, it, it feels like disrespect for your voters over here in Florida. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and play this clip about, it's introducing a bill that Matt Gates is introducing. The bill that he is presenting is an amendment to halt Ukraine war funding, warning that the Biden administration is sleepwalking into a, war, a world war. U.S. taxpayers fund Ukraine's pensions amidst a U.S. pension crisis while the Pentagon has no accountability despite billion-dollar accounting errors. Quote-unquote, the Biden administration is sleepwalking our great country into a world war. The American people did not sign up for this. And I believe Congress needs to have the solemnity to be able to stop this madness. I miss the days when Democrats used to be anti-war, end quote. So anyways, I'm going to go ahead and let this clip run. Okay, here we go. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. This amendment is quite similar to the prior one, but it wouldn't just strip the cash out of the bill. It would not require further security assistance to Ukraine. And I offer this amendment because the Biden administration is sleepwalking our great country into a world war. The American people did not sign up for this, and I believe Congress needs to have the solemnity to be able to stop this madness. I miss the days when Democrats used to be anti-war. And I listened with, with great interest as the ranking member, who I have great respect for, said the goal of this entire Ukraine-U.S. enterprise is to ensure that we are not going to war with Russia. And that is a bit odd to hear after several Democrats have taken to this floor and media outlets to suggest we are at war with Russia. It was, in fact, the gentleman from Maryland, Mr. Hoyer, who came to this floor and said, we are at war with Russia. It was the gentleman from Massachusetts who just spoke on the prior amendment who said functionally the same thing. I do not want to go to war with Russia, and I don't think the American people do either, and that does not make anyone pro-Putin. I would similarly observe that part of the funding assistance that we are providing to Ukraine has nothing to do with the military. In this country, we have cops, we have firemen, we have teachers who wonder whether or not their pension fund is going to be sufficient to cover their life for the service that they have given. And while that is a question in our country, it's no question in Ukraine because the American taxpayer is underwriting 
all of the pensions for every single government official in Ukraine, and we don't do that for the people who put out our fires and protect our streets. Similarly, how can we continue to just shuttle, send all this money when there's a lack of accountability? The Pentagon has to fess up that they have multi-billion dollar accounting errors in this space. And when we had the Inspector General before our House Armed Services Committee, he could not testify that our country had followed our own requirements and our own laws regarding the end-use monitoring of equipment that we are sending into a combat zone. We have unfunded needs in our own military. And I support the NDAA. I'm grateful that we've done a lot of work. But even with this NDAA, in America, there will be hangars that are rusting out. In America, there will be platforms that need upgrades. And they will go wanting while Ukraine seems to have an unlimited amount of support in this Congress that is unwarranted. 40% of our training aircraft can't even fly in this country because we don't have sufficient parts to be able to get it to them. This war will end any time those folks in Europe want it to. But they keep buying the Russian gas, and they keep expecting all of us in America to subsidize Europe's defense while they provide some massive social welfare state. I'm not for it. And that's why I would encourage my colleagues to vote for my amendment, and I reserve. Not even sure why we have to even ask for funding to Ukraine to stop. But there you have it. Matt Gates once again, you know, doing what he does. That's why we voted for him. So I do, I have this article that I want to read. I'm going to go back to the January 6th now. Um, I do have this article that I want to read to you. It's by the Gateway Pundit. The headlines are Chris Ray lied. <laughs> no, he didn't. About FBI informants embedded with the January 6th protesters. Here are 20 plus documented reports of feds in the J6 crowds. Chris Ray lied and lectured House Republicans for accusing the FBI of planting informants operative agents inside the massive crowd of Trump supporters on January 6th. 2021. Ray was obviously playing word games with Congress. Ray likes to do this to obfuscate the truth. This was an obvious lie. We currently have no idea how many federal, state, and local government operatives were working undercover on January 6th, but it looks like it is close to 100 operatives leading the charge on the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. Recent court documents reveal the Biden Department of Justice admitting to at least 40 undercover operatives with the Proud Boys on January 6. In September of 2022, TGP learned the FBI was running operatives inside the Oath Keepers on January 6. The DOJ sprung this on the Oath Keepers members before their trial in Washington, D.C. before a kangaroo court the u.s government finally admitted in this letter they sent out before the trial that they were running confidential human sources chs in parentheses inside the oath keepers organization on january 6 in november 2022 the fbi finally admitted they had eight informants inside the proud boys organization on january 6 and likely more the DOJ admitted to 40 government CHS agents were undercover on January 6. Proud Boys defendant Dominic Pezzozella recently reported this admission. 
and the number keeps growing to 50 or more that they are admitting to. And now this Washington, D.C. FBI field office confirmed on Thursday that undercover officers, confidential informants and FBI assets were present at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, despite FBI Director Ray Ray testifying to the contrary. D.C. underscore Drano tweeted, FBI whistleblower testifies under oath that FBI won't allow 11,000 plus hours of J6 footage to be released because it would expose undercover agents committing crimes inside Capitol. Not only was J6 a Fed set up, but now it's confirmed that FBI is also covering its tracks. Ray should be dragged back in to testify before Congress. It's time that Ray told the truth to the American people. I mean, some of these people are, they got, they got 18 years in prison for that. Some of these people, they got beat to death. Remember Ashley? She got, they shot her and killed her. Ashley Babbitt is her name. It's very sad that we've come to this. There was a lot that we, that we were put through, you know, with the COVID and the mask mandates and the vaccine mandates. I'm just grateful that, you know, I live in Florida. I didn't have to, my family didn't have to go through that. I know some of you guys really had to go through it. You know, I I can only imagine the people that had to live in California and New York that are completely innocent bystanders. They're just trying to, you know, live their life. And then they're actually going to, they actually tried to force us to take their experimental vaccine It was a lot that got pushed on us. It was very upsetting. And then the riots. Ridiculous. All of that. Wow. It's still upsetting when you just start thinking about it again. And then J6. That was all you, FBI. That was all you. And you've got these people locked up away from their families because of you. And what you did. So anyways, I have another um, clip I would like for you guys to listen to. And all right, well, here it is. Welcome to the War Room. It is June 15th, year of our Lord, 2023. It's not Stephen K. Bannon hosting, though you've probably picked up on that by now. It's Natalie Winters filling in for the one and only. But I have to say... The people who are watching the show on a Friday afternoon, I am very excited to be here because that is the War Room Posse. That is the core members of the MAGA movement. So I am very honored uh, to be running the show this hour. But don't worry, we have a very, very full and packed lineup of wonderful guests who also understand that there is no rest for the wicked, no rest for the woke. So here in the War Room... We don't get a lot of sleep, and I'm pretty sure the same goes for my first guest, Darren J. Beatty of Revolver News, and really just of, of Twitter fame, and a lot more. We both went to you, Chicago, so I always love having my fellow Maroons on the show. But Darren, I won't even ask you a long, rambling question. I'll just get right to it. Some stunning revelations about the pipe bomb narrative, uh, and it's just that, a narrative, from the FBI, uh, from the really the lead investigator uh, on the whole entire story. Can you tell us what we're learning as a result of House Judiciary? Absolutely. And first, I'd like to say I'm thrilled to be on The War Room and thrilled to be on the better half of the war room. And I'm especially (laughs) thrilled to speak to the elite of the elite. As you mentioned, the people watching war room right now, 
people watching War Room on a Friday afternoon, these are the people on the front lines. These are the people who deserve to hear the big stuff first. And I've got a really big story that these stalwarts listening right now have probably been following for a long time because we started this pipe bomb story really on the War Room. It was Revolver and the War Room that started the whole thing about the Fed's erection, exposing every single angle of it. And I always said, there are two smoking guns of the Fed's erection. One is the case of Ray Epps, and one is the case of the so-called pipe bomb. And we've covered so many angles to the pipe bomb story from how it was impossible in the way that they claimed that it was found at the RNC, the way they claimed it wasn't found at the DNC. It was synchronized in this perfect fashion as to be simply incomprehensible. Um, all of these questions down to the forensics of proving definitively that the FBI is withholding critical footage and otherwise that the FBI has presented obviously deliberately degraded footage to the public that they claim they're desperate for the public's help to identify this pipe bomber. And so this is an amazing thing because all of these questions, burning questions that Revolver News raised were actually posed to the hack in charge of the investigation, a man that I proudly call the scumbag on this program. That's a scumbag who goes by the name of Stephen D'Antono. But it turns out this scumbag can do some surprising things because he volunteered himself. He volunteered himself to the Judiciary Committee to ask, answer questions. And he answered questions about the pipe bomb, and some of these were really bizarre and explosive answers. So Congressman Thomas Massey, who um, I worked with on this. He basically asked the questions that I gave him based on Revolver News's research. He asked a number of interesting things. First, I think the most important thing from this, he asked D'Antono, we know from the surveillance footage that this alleged pipe bomber was using a cell phone. Did you use geofencing technology to identify this person in the same fashion we know that the FBI has been using geofencing to track, identify, and ultimately charge other J6 participants. And here's where the answer gets interesting. Gantuono, the body language is amazing from the description. He just kind of clammed up. He looked weird. He started getting agitated and twitching and basically said, you know what, you know, I hate to answer it this way, but I got to tell you the truth. The truth is we did do geofencing and the telecom company said, we have our data for that time and place is corrupted. He said that he acknowledged this was extremely unusual. Of all the times, of all the places, it happens to be the time and place of this pipe bomb suspect, and the data is corrupted. The dog ate the cell phone data. And D'Antuono literally said, look, I don't want to encourage any conspiracies, but that's the reality. The data is corrupted. And so we're going to follow up on this really strongly. The letter that Jim Jordan sent is making a number of critical demands. One of those demands is for all of the telecom data. We want to know which companies. And we know they have other ways to get this data. There are other companies that have it. The NSA has it. Multiple intelligence agencies have it. If they want it, they can get it. And we're going to force their hand on this. The other thing that they demand is the full chain of custody of the DNC 
footage that Revolver News proved was deliberately degraded. And interestingly enough, D'Antuono acknowledges that this is inexplicably unusual to have that level of degradation of the footage that the DNC provided. He didn't say anything other than that, but he said it was completely unusual. And generally speaking, through the whole line of questioning, you had the guy who was the public face of this investigation through both his body language and his statements basically admit it was a sham investigation. And so we're taking this latest development in the case. We have a number of critical demands for the FBI, and we're now it's time to push harder than ever because we have the public face of it. Now, you got to do psychological profiles of these people. This guy called him a scumbag, but he's also a weak scumbag. He's not even a great villain. He's not even a great villain. We have great villains like Mike Chertoff. If you just look at his face, it's like it's from another world. Mike Chertoff, go look at that face. He's somebody who can carry dark secrets on his shoulders like it's nothing. It's, it's, it's just nothing. Some people are just made like that. I think maybe the Clintons are made like that, too. There are others who are just you know, smooth, smooth criminals, as Michael Jackson would say. D'Antuono is not a smooth criminal. He's a man who should be you know, selling Italian sausages with Mike Pompeo at the same you know, deli, something like that. He's not someone who can handle this. And I think he's basically worried that he's going to be the fall guy for this sham investigation because... After Revolver started hitting the pipe bomb investigation over and over and over, you know, remember this guy, after he oversaw the Fed napping, that egregious entrapment operation known as the Fed napping case in, in Michigan, the, the alleged plot to kidnap um, Gretchen Whit Whitmer. After that, Christopher Ray handpicked him to oversee the Washington field office, a very coveted position. This is the stepping stone to the highest levels, the highest levels where you have the real crooks, not just the wow. small time crooks, not the bebop and rock steady. You're into shredder territory, getting up to the seventh floor of the Hoover building. He was positioned perfectly to get up there. And yet he resigned quietly. And now he's working at KPMG, the accounting firm. And so he's got cold feet. He's coming clean. We wrote in another report, incidentally, that he came clean about the Mar-a-Lago raid. Amazingly, he told the Judiciary Committee that there were four critical aspects of the Mar-a-Lago raid that completely defied protocol and were completely illegitimate. And this is, of course, the raid that now serves as the basis of the sham indictment against Trump. So the kind of the buried lead here, other than, you know, total vindication for our pipe bomb reporting, is we have, if not a whistleblower from one of the top FBI scumbags, we have kind of a cooperative witness. And for whatever reason, he's whether it's a guilty conscience, whether he wants to cover his bases because he knows the full truth is going to come out eventually, whatever the reason. This guy is cooperating on a number of critical things that he could very easily do what everyone else does, which is say, I can't comment on ongoing investigations, whatever. He didn't take that cop out. He took some, but he didn't take that cop out. And he provided absolutely explosive and damning information. So for people who are ready to read this story, who are ready to see how dark things are in this country, who are ready to stomach it because we need to keep the pressure on, go to Revolver News revolver.news right now read the story share it with everyone because now the key is to keep the pressure on and to force them to come forward with the information 
that we need to get the full truth out to the American public. That's right. It's another word from our great sponsor, Colossus Hobbies and Gifts. And you can find them at ColossusHobbies.com, a growing online outlet, pro-American, pro-family, and pro-Make America Great Again. Colossus Hobbies is Fun Time Incorporated, most awesome emporium of gifts and hobbies and toys anywhere online. Playtime and excitement for all ages. Every balloon, yard bubble, hula hoop, laser gun, jump rope, and sports gear of all kinds, all at ColossusHobbies.com. All joy and laughing and playtime, amusement at Colossus Hobbies and gifts. Need good gift ideas or accoutrements for your favorite hobby? ColossusHobbies.com. ColossusHobbies.com. Play-Doh and play slime. Popper, balls, and G.I. Joe at ColossusHobbies.com. PlayStation 5 and games. Colossus is uh, growing and adding new surprises every day. Camping supplies. And as you can imagine... Camping supplies, card games, magic tricks, and seasonal gifts, unique gift ideas of all kinds, puzzles, and many indescribable delights and joys at ColossusHobbies.com. Come support us here at a uh, Real American View at ColossusHobbies.com. Colossus Hobbies and Gifts, ColossusHobbies.com. Okay, so basically what it looks like it's coming down to is that the FB lie are a bunch of bullies. They want to transgender our children. They want to put us all in jail and control the world. Oh, and then also like pretend that we were the criminals at the Capitol that day when it was really them. And like I said before, Biden is not the legitimate president. America chose Trump. The deep state selected Biden to oversee the collapse of America. And this is what it looks like when an election has been stolen. There's too much proof in the pudding to know that. There's no denying it. Don't even start denying it because there is none. It's very obvious now. The numbers are coming out over and over again all the time. I want to talk about the dollar, the end of actually the end of the dollar empire. The dollar is connected to energy and gasoline through oil sales. Once they collapse the dollar, there's going to be massive starvation. It's, it's simple math. I mean, like, why do you think they stopped the Nord Stream pipeline? They blew it up. It was the Russian pipeline to Germany. 
you can say it's all about the war, but really it's just about controlling global energy. All these crises around the world are working together to bring about this energy catastrophe. Catastrophe. Question that I ask myself, and I'm sure some of you ask yourself the same thing. Why is Skull and Bones John Kerry in China promoting his environmental cult when China is trying to destroy America? Another question is, how does the unenvironmental doctrine that John Kerry is pushing work together with China's plan to destroy America? And how does the environmental depopulation agenda work in unison with China's war plans? It's all the same plan. And then Biden, the Biden administration stopped the Keystone Pipeline. And didn't he, like, go into the gas that we saved up? Like, what is going on? Why would you stop the Keystone Pipeline? Why would you blow up? The Nord Stream Pipeline. Why would you do that? Biden? Or Ukraine? Anyways, I do have an article that I would like to read to you. I don't know if I'm going to read it all, but if I do, I do. If I don't, I don't. I'll, but I will put the article in there so you can find it for yourself and read it if you want. Um, I, okay, here I go. All right, so the headline, this is from the Washington Post. And the headlines are... U.S. had intelligence of detailed Ukrainian plan to attack Nord Stream Pipeline. Three months before saboteurs bombed the Nord Stream natural gas pipeline, the Biden administration learned from a close ally that the Ukrainian military had planned a covert attack on the undersea network using a small team of divers who reportedly directly to the commander-in-chief of the Ukrainian Armed Forces. Details about the plan, which have not been previously reported, were collected by a European intelligence service and shared with the CIA in June 20 of 2022. They provide some of the most specific evidence to date linking the government of Ukraine to the eventual attack in the Baltic Sea, which U.S. and Western officials have called a brazen and dangerous act of sabotage on Europe's energy and fracture. The European intelligence report was shared on the chat platform Discord, allegedly by Air National Guard member Jack Texiera. The Washington Post obtained a copy from one of Texiera's online friends. The intelligence report was based on information obtained from an individual in Ukraine. The source's information could not immediately be corroborated by the CIA shared the report with Germany and other European countries last June, according to multiple officials familiar with the matter, who spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss sensitive intelligence operations and diplomatic discussions. The highly specific details, which include numbers of operatives and methods of attacks, show that for nearly a year, Western allies, allies have had a basis to suspect Kiev in the sa sabotage. That assessment has only strengthened in recent months as German law enforcement investigators uncovered evidence about the bombing that bears striking similarities to what the European service said Ukraine was planning. 
Officials in multiple countries confirmed that the intelligence summary posted on Discord accurately stated what the European service told the CIA. The post agreed to withhold the name of the European country as well as some aspects of the suspected plan at the request of government officials, who said exposing the information would threaten sources and operations. Just for your information, Discord is a social media network for the younger generation. Antifa likes to use it. Uh, you probably never heard of it. But yeah, that's what Discord is. Anyways, back to the article. Ukrainian officials who have previously denied the country was involved in the Nord Stream attack did not respond to requests for comment. The White House declined to comment on a detailed set of questions about the U European report in the alleged Ukrainian military plot, including whether U.S. officials tried to stop the mission from proceeding. The CIA also declined to comment. On September 26, three underwater explosions caused massive leaks on the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines, leaving only one of the four gas links in the network intact. Some Biden administration officials initially suggested that Russia was to blame for what President Biden called a deliberate act of sabotage, promising that the United States would work with its allies, quote, to get to the bottom of what exactly happened. With winter approaching, it appeared the Kremlin might have intended to strangle the flow of energy, an act of, quote, blackmail. Some leaders said designed to intimidate European countries into withdrawing their financial and military support for Ukraine and refraining from further sanctions. The Biden administration officially now privately concede there is no evidence that conclusively points to Moscow's involvement. But publicly, they have deflected questions about who might be responsible. European officials in several countries have quietly suggested that Ukraine was behind the attack, but have resisted publicly saying so over fears that blaming Kiev could fracture the alliance against Russia. At gatherings of Euro European and NATO policymakers, officials have settled into a rhythm. As one senior European diplomat said recently, don't talk about Nord Stream. Okay, well, that's a wrap. If you want to you know any more about that article, like I said in the beginning, um, it'll be up there. You can just click on it and uh, read the full article for yourself. That's the pipeline that got blown up. That was Russia's pipeline to Germany. And now I want to discuss the pipeline that, that they closed down. I mean, we did talk about it a little bit earlier. However, I would like to read an article about that as well. This is a Senate report, and it and it was January 1st, I believe. Like I said before, Biden has emptied out our strategic oil reserves. He shut down our pipeline. That was helping. I mean, the gas prices before he stole the country was great. I mean, a dollar sixty, I think, a gallon. But that was like the very first thing he did when he stole the country was shut down that pipeline. They did not want that pipeline opened up at all. And then later on, they blew up the Russia's pipeline. But anyways, here is the article. I'm going to go ahead and read a little bit of that Senate report. And then, like I said, I'll put the full article in there. You can, you can click on it and read it for yourself if you want to. This is Steve Daines, the U.S. Senator of Montana. And the um, headlines are, Biden administration report admits cancel XL pipeline killed thousands of jobs, cost billions. And this was written on, or this was posted on January 5th, 2023. 
U.S. Senate Steve Daines and Jim Rich. Steve Daines is Montana and Dan and Jim Rich is Idaho. Today issued the following statements in response to the Biden administration releasing a pasty report demanded by the two senators and required by law that had the administration give a detailed account of the effects of its decision to cancel construction of the Keystone XL pipeline. President Biden revoked the cross-border operation permit for the project the first day he took office. The report released by the U.S. Department of Energy states the Keystone XL pipeline would have created between 16,000 and 59,000 jobs and would have had a positive economic impact of between $3.16 and $9.6 billion. The Biden administration finally owned up to what we have known all along. Killing the Keystone Pipeline cost good-paying jobs, hurt Montana's economy, and was the first step in the Biden administration's war on oil and gas production in the United States. Unfortunately, the administration continues to pursue energy production anywhere but the United States. These policies may appeal to the woke left, but hurt Montana's working families. I'll keep fighting back against Biden's anti-energy agenda and supporting Montana energy projects and jobs, Dane said. The Department of Energy finally admitted to the worst kept secret about the Keystone Pipeline. President Biden's decision to cancel the Keystone Pipeline sacrificed thousands of American jobs. To make matters worse, his decision moved the U.S. further away from energy independence and lower gas prices at a time when inflation and gas prices are drastically impacting Americans' pocketbooks. The president must turn to American-made energy and jobs rather than dictators, despots, to fix the energy crisis he created on his first day in office, Rich said. This report comes from Senators Danes and Rich fought to pass their bill requiring the Biden administration release a report on the economic and energy impacts of killing the Keystone XL pipeline in nearly a year past due date. And that's, that's the report that came out in January of this year. What it just looks like to me, and I know it looks like to some of, of you guys, because I know there are people that are paying attention out there, is that they are trying to collapse our dollar. And we're that it's tied to, you know, it's tied to, it's connected to our energy and our gas line, our dollar. It's called the petrodollar. And they're just, they're trying to collapse our money. And we're going to, we're going to feel that. It's going to happen. They are doing it right before our very eyes. I don't know if some of you guys are still stuck in a bubble, you know, like you're still in that illusion that everything is is fine, I guess. I don't know. It's just not. It's not fine. It's not okay. When the president of the United States cuts our throats and shuts down our oil, ends our own energy independent, then you know that there's a massive dangerous conspiracy going on to destroy America. And like I said before, John Kerry is in China right now spreading this environmental propaganda. And that is the reason why they shut down those pipelines. And that is the same policy that the CCP has to going to war and destroying America. And you have to understand it as one thing. As China builds up its military, our enemies in the West are shutting down our ability to have energy and economic freedom. The enemy is already here and has already taken over our country. And if you actually think that they're going to give our country back to us, you better think again. So I'm going to play a clip for you by um, Geopolitics and Empire with Daniel Ganser. He does talk about his book. It's called USA, The Ruthless Empire. And um, by listening to this, this podcast, it was really interesting. And I did learn some things about 
how Joe Biden did have the Nord Stream pipeline blown up and how they didn't want Germany and Russia to cooperate with with each other because it would cause them to be like an alliance and a big and a big alliance. It's delusional for us in America to continue to think that we're fighting for freedom and that we stand up for some kind of political liberty when we're using our military forces to crush other countries and bring nations into poverty. It shouldn't surprise us that Russia and China and other BRIC nations are going to ultimately go to war with us because our nation has been in the hands of corrupts, banksters, and globalists. We're not engaged in righteous wars. We're just not. I mean, we're number one in pedophilia, so, in child sex trafficking. And it's important that we accept this criticism as a nation. We're not like China, who they lock up people who, whenever they say things that they don't like. But here in America, we have the right to criticize and change our government. And we better do it because our government is threatening the rest of the world and the American people. So, okay, I'm going to go ahead and and play this clip for you. It's very interesting. I'll have the whole podcast in there. You the link if you want to hear it. Um, but I'm going to play a short clip for you with this. It's really become a network which um, which now leads to a, a multipolar world. I mean, I'm I'm totally convinced that the multipolar world is is in is is in the making in front of our very eyes, and uh, the West has to has to read Russian texts, we have to read Chinese text, we have to read Indian text, we have to read text from Brazil, we have to read text from South Africa. Otherwise, we don't understand it. If we just read English, American, French, German, Swiss, and Italian text, you know, we're, we're, we're basically moving in, in the NATO, in the NATO story world. <laughs> and that's, that's just one billion, one billion people. It's not everybody. Yeah, that's what I try to do on my socials is share uh, information from all sources, uh, you know, for directly from Russian government and Chinese government sources. And um, yeah, I actually had the privilege of shaking hands with the last president of the uh, Soviet Union, uh, Gorbachev, six years ago when I was in. Oh, you met uh, him personally. Yeah, okay. we, we, I was on a tour with Sharon Tennyson of Center for Citizens Initiatives. We went on a tour. On a tour. We met uh, Vladimir Posner, uh, the famous Russian media figure, had two hours with Gorbachev. Actually, Gorbachev was um, awarded an honorary doctorate at my alma mater, the Geneva School of Diplomacy. He was supposed to come to my graduation in 2009, but he couldn't for medical reasons. His right hand man and translator came. But. I caught up with him uh, in Moscow many years later. And, uh, you know, I, I, on this program, I, I've, I've had, by the way, you mentioned Syria just this morning. I'm reading there are illegal troops, uh, U.S. troops in, in Syria. And I, I recall a few months ago, uh, someone asked the U.N. about those troops and the U.N.'s like, no, there's no U.S. Uh, presence in, in, in Syria. And they just killed uh, a Syrian civilian uh, today. They're they're taking 80 percent of Syrian um, oil and uh, I, I've had the former British ambassador to Syria, Peter Ford, on the program as well some years ago. Uh, but I, I've talked to people like Terry Maison of Voltaire Network, uh, Guy Matan. Yeah, he knows the story. Yeah, and Guy Matan, the Swiss uh, journalist. And uh, just on Ukraine, their conclusion is that one result of what's going on with Ukraine is the deindustrialization and collapse of, of, of Europe. And, and they're, they're positing that the West, Washington kind of wants this. They kind of want to weaken, uh, Europe. And, uh, it's great what you laid out on multipolarity, but my fear is just your further thoughts on where this Ukraine war could go, its effect on Europe, and then the potential for it to escalate to like a third world war. 
I mean, I certainly see the point that the U.S. does not want uh, Europe to prosper economically. I mean, Germany, um, on, on the ranking of the big, we have 193 nations in, uh, on, on that globe. And the U.S. and China are, are, let's say, one and two. I'm not saying which one is the biggest economy because it's a huge debate. But, you know, China has uh, has made a huge step uh, forward. And uh, let's still say U.S. is on one and China is on two. But this is about to switch. And, uh, and on, on, on the third uh, space, there's Japan. And on the fourth is already Germany. Okay, so that's something very important. That's that Germany is the fourth biggest economic power. And uh, you rightly say that the American, the U.S. elite. Again, I'm not talking about about U.S. Po- population. I'm talking about the U.S. elite, which is running um, foreign policy, like the neocons and uh, people who, who who want a new American century, etc. And they say um, that when Germany gets cheap gas from Russia, and they did, you know, get cheap gas from Russia for a long time. Then Germany is going to, as an industrialized state, it's going to be stronger and stronger and stronger. So on the 26th uh, of September in 2022, the North Stream pipelines uh, were taken out by a terrorist attack. And I, I fully go with Seymour Hersh's analysis, who says this was an attack carried out on the orders of U.S. President Joe Biden. So I think Joe Biden has destroyed North Stream. And if that is a fact, um, uh, by the way, uh, Seymour Hersh says Victoria Newland was also involved. Um, uh, so that's interesting. Victoria Newland is, is the lady who overthrew the government in Kiev and who takes out Nord Stream. So she's created quite a bit of chaos in Europe, but nobody talks about her. You know, you, you ask somebody in Switzerland, who is Victoria Newland? They go like, I don't know. They only know Joe Biden. They know Joe Biden. He's the president. But they don't know the details. They don't know. Um, um, that that there's an agenda to dis- actually destroy the cooperation between Russia and Germany. George Friedman uh, from Stratford, he once said it in 2015, he gave a talk, uh, I think it was in Chicago, I, I'm not sure, but I think it was in Chicago, George Friedman talk, where he said, we basically have to see to it that Russia and Germany are not working together as close partners because otherwise they get too strong. And he says U.S. policy has always been uh, basically to, to destroy that cooperation. And the explosion of North Stream is really, to me, the, <clears throat> the, um, the most obvious. I mean, I mean, everybody has to agree that North Stream was blown up. And um, when, we, when we look at the work of Seymour Hirsch, we have to give him the credit that he's the sort of guy who, who has very high-placed sources in the Pentagon and in the CIA. He never, never, ever gives out the names of these guys. But he, I think he just got it right. And, and Joe Biden at the time, in February 2022, said, we will take out North Stream. He said it, you know, we, we don't want this cooperation. We have the means to do it. And as you said, uh, Germany is now paying a, a hefty price for that. I mean, German economy is in, in serious trouble. Um, for, for many different reasons. I mean, they put all their money into the Ukraine war, uh, send over their l- leopard tanks, and the Russians destroy them over there. And the uh, the German government is it's really not doing what the German population wants because there, there's been a there's it's been a poll recently, and 55 percent of the population said we want peace talks. We don't want war with Russia because the German population they still remember Operation Barbarossa. Uh, when Hitler invaded um, uh, the Soviet Union, 
and they still remember that the, in the end the Soviets then you know arrived in Berlin. So so they say we don't want that anymore. We just let's have peace in Ukraine. Even you know if you have to make concession and say okay then the Krim goes uh, to Russia or parts of of the eastern part of Ukraine go to Russia. So that's the feeling in Germany. But the the government doesn't respect that at all. And um, I I have talks in Germany. Yeah, many talks actually uh, in Munich and Dortmund in in Hannover. In all right, and that is a wrap. It is a very sad world we live in. This is the real American view.